Welcome. Thank you for downloading another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a rewatch conversation podcast about the classic NBC program, Parks and Recreation, starring Amy Poehler and the crew, written by, directed by, produced by Michael Schur and that whole crew. It's a, it's a wonderful universe that we get to step into every week and discuss this show. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? So good. How, how has this week treated you? Good. All right. This, the pause there made me curious, but uh, I'll take, your, take you at your word. So I do want to thank people who have been downloading our episodes. I appreciate the feedback. People are talking to me, friends on Facebook, and they're talking with their friends and they're sharing it. And it's great. Uh, Thank you for downloading. If you want to follow along on Twitter, where we are posting occasionally, you can follow at Parks and Convos. You can also send an email to parksandconversations at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to chat with you. But as always, with every podcast, if you've listened to this, this is not your first podcast. And if it is, I feel bad for you. But it is really helpful if people go and uh, like and subscribe and review all of the podcast stuff on all the different podcast devices that you use. So if you're in Google or Spotify or Apple, Tell people about it in those platforms. That's super helpful. So um, today, and, and go buy yeah, go a, mattress, a mattress from Purple. Right, we're not sponsored, but oh, you know, maybe if they ask, "How'd you hear about yep. us?" Parks and Conversation, they're like, "Oh, that's cool." No, so those those podcasts <laughs> don't they don't have to do that. <laughs> I just thought it was a thing that everybody was like, "Oh, we're talking about mattresses." Oh yeah, well you would think because they all do talk about mattresses and Dollar Shave Club and Harry's and you know Harry's razors. They decided to change the whole mattress game by buying a razor factory. I'm getting confused. I don't remember all the things. Yeah, it happens. So today we are continuing in season two, and we're looking at episode four, the practice date. And uh, right off the bat. There's a fun little uh, tidbit that happens in this episode that you wouldn't know is happening unless you looked up on the cast list. There is no Andy Dwyer in this episode. That's sad. Isn't isn't that strange? He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. He took a week off to go and film Jurassic World. I don't know what he did during this time, but he wasn't in this episode. But let me give you a synopsis, and I'm going to read this right off of IMDb because they nailed it. And uh, it's a simple one. Anne helps a nervous Leslie get ready for her first date with Dave by giving her a practice date while everybody else at the office tries to dig up the juiciest dirt on each other. That's the show. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll keep, we'll talk more about it now. So, um, (laughs) is that it? That is over. Is that over? Um, okay, so the, uh, the this practice date situation, the, the, the two storylines are, you know, it starts with the cold open where they are watching Councilman Dexhart confessing to his latest sex scandal. And we don't have to get into all the details of what he was doing, but it was his birthday and he really wanted to. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh I didn't, then, know, I didn't know. Does that work with anything? No, no, Jeremy, okay. do not, do not try that. 
for anything. Um, unless it's, I want cake to, today. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've always wanted to try to rob a bank. Not that I want the money. I just want to see if you could. Like, they make it look so cool in movies. Like, I wonder if I could come up with the perfect plan. And then if I get caught, it's like, well, it was my birthday. And I've always wanted to. Like, oh, okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, just make sure that you your birthday doesn't fall on a Sunday. Because banks are closed. Oh, that's true. If you were to rob a bank, what mask would you when? What mask would you wear? Like what? I would go with the classic Richard Nixon mask. Just because you're like you want to make political statements as you're like, oh, this guy was a thief. No, the irony of the when he said, "I am not a crook," and here I am being a crooking. Crook. Yeah, so. I like it. Um, I don't know. I saw it in a movie one time where they were wearing all these different president masks. And I would go with Nixon. I think mainly because he looks like he has a big head and I do have a big head. So like I would like it would be a comfortable mask. Nice. Mainly. I don't know. That's good. I really haven't thought too much about bank robberies. Um, I would I would go as a chef, like a big chef mask and say, I am not a cook. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> you know, chefs don't wear masks. They just wear hats and aprons and stuff. I know. So it's a so, whole, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole thing. It's, a, it's more of a costume than a mask. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't cover your face at all. Well, I would like the, like a chef Boyardee. Like he was a chef. Do you, do we really want to call the guy who puts nasty pasta in cans a chef? I, you know, the, I don't know where he got his degree from. <laughs> I went to Boyardee university and Boyardee's delicious. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Hey, oh, scra- scraping the, the bottom of the barrel for that one. <laughs> I'm really cleaning out the spaghettios out of the jar for that one. Hey, my spaghettios are saying something to me. It says, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> wow. Uh, man, I have not had spaghettios in a long time. Good for you. It's probably a wise choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, life goals. So I, uh, I have a bucket list and I already ate the bucket of SpaghettiOs. So that's done. Um, so, uh, yeah. So back to parks and recreation. Uh, Dexart is doing his press conference apology. And this is where we are introduced to Purd Happily, the newsman, to get on and, and to uh, this is like his first straight news reading, really. Yeah. But uh, we'll see Purd Happily um, really just knock it out of the park. Played by Jay Jackson, um, who is in real life an actual newscaster. Uh, and so an actual uh, reporter. I love when people really get into the roles. Like that's that's what he did Like to get ready. He's like, I'm going to be a newscaster. Yeah. Right. Very method. Dedicated. I like it. Yeah, so he was uh, somewhere. I saw it uh, somewhere in his background. But anyway, he's been in a lot of other stuff, too. So, um, yeah, so he's great. Uh, And Purd will only get better and better as the seasons go on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Purd is the guy on the scene for the the Pawnee Media Empire. And uh, and then it cuts to the credits. And after the credits, they are talking the, the whole office team and Mark are all there and they're saying, why would anybody want to run for public office? Like you're going to have dirt in your life that people are going to dig up. Why would anybody 
want this. And this introduces a game for the whole office team to dig up dirt on each other. And whoever can get the best dirt wins. I don't understand the rules of the game. Like, how how do you win? Because you just make everybody mad. Yeah, I think that was Jerry's initial reaction to it is I don't, this is what's the, this is terrible. This is mean and I don't want to play. And Tom's right. like, well, too bad. <laughs> you don't get to choose, Jerry. You are here. Uh, yeah, you're attending. So yeah, so they uh, instantly like start scheming and Ron comes out. And he's like, I'm in, I can best all of you. And so this is the first time Ron really wants to be a part of the team and play a game with people. Um, and he's very casual in his wardrobe, holding a football. Um, yeah, so he's clearly ready to rock. Uh, and then Leslie is um, comes comes into the office with Dave. They have gotten coffee together, and Officer Dave, and they're coming into the office. And and this is it right off the bat. Uh, they're like, what are you doing? We're going to dig up stuff on each other. And Dave's like, oh, well, that guy right there, he has a public urination charge. <laughs> and, and it's pointing at Jerry. And he's like, I told you I didn't want to play. And he leaves. And and Dave, the best joke, he's probably going to go anger pee somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love it. Even Dave's jumping in on uh, ribbon on Jerry. So, um, he, yeah, he has a 359 public urination. Um. So then Dave and Leslie, they say goodbye. He's like, oh, we'll see you tomorrow. And Leslie's like, ah, our first real date. Ah, nervousness. So, um, and then uh, it cuts to, am I missing anything? Anything you want to sh- want to say? I'm, I feel rambly. So I don't want to say too much if you, or go too fast before you s- say stuff. No, you're doing, you're doing great. Okay. Thanks, man. Keep going. <laughs> Yay. You, you, you can do it. Oh man, this is great. Um, so Anne and Leslie are eating lunch together. Like it cuts from that scene in the office to Anne and Leslie eating lunch, and Anne is telling the story about how she uh saved somebody's life. And uh and Leslie's just like staring and nodding and then immediately changes the subject to say, Hey, do you have any clothes I can wear for this date that I'm going on with Dave? So clearly Leslie's not the best friend. Um, cause she's totally self-obsessed. She wanted to wear something. Um, oh, how did she say it? Wanted to wear something sexy, like cargo pants. <laughs> yeah. Or, or a sexy hat. And he's like, like, I don't even know what that is. And I was trying to think too, like what would be the most scandalous hat a person could totally wear? And I guess, I mean, it would be no hat. You'd, you'd, oh, just be, yeah, you'd, be, you'd be nude on your head. <laughs> well, you'd, yeah, I mean that's a whole level of boldness that I don't know if our society's ready for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they and says, "Why don't you come over after work and uh, you can try on some of my clothes?" And he's like, "Unless he's like after work when uh, you know so many hours away." Like, so then they just go. Leslie leaves work to go to Anne's house to try on Anne's clothes for her first date with Dave. Um, so that's going down that road to the practice date. And uh, then we cut back and Ron, it cuts to the office and Ron just slaps a picture up on the wall. It says Taliban robes. <laughs> and he's holding a picture of Tom, who is of Indian descent, wearing what looks like Taliban robes, but it's actually just a Jedi costume from a Halloween party. 
but it doesn't matter. It looks like he's wearing Taliban robes. Um, who do you and, think he was uh, trying to be? Which which Jedi? Yeah, that looked like kind of like what Obi Wan wears. I think so as well. Good job. So, you you got it. Yeah. Well, I have just been working my way through the Star Wars saga. And Aziz so, Ansari was in it. Oh, man, that would have been a very interesting movie. If Aziz Ansari was in it. Oh, my fingies. <laughs> when they get cut off. <laughs> yes. Everyone has to lose something off of, a, off of a hand or something. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. Um, that would have been a fun retelling of star wars it was just told kind of like that guy in ant-man luis retelling his interactions with people um but as aziz and sorry telling star wars i would totally watch that i'm in but anyway more good ideas yeah we are good idea machines um okay so they find the taliban robes and then also we find out tom's response is Ron's ex-wife is Tammy, but did you know his first wife's name is also Tammy? Cut to Ron. Yes, my mother's name is also Tammy. What's your point? <laughs> so this is the most we've learned about Ron ever. Uh, well, yeah, three, that, that is a Jaeger secret. Yeah, you broke a Jaeger secret. Um, so, yeah. So this is already creating tension in uh in relationships this game is just starting and it's already kind of pull people apart um so it cuts back to ann's house where leslie and ann are talking and getting ready and and leslie does the worst british accent ever which is great Um, and and does like a old-fashioned like a, a elegant british you know impression and then leslie comes back with a cockney version that's just right. screechy and terrible yeah it's awful so uh, <laughs> and it just stares at her like what was that why <laughs> what happened here um yeah so so good uh so then leslie starts talking about she's overthinking stuff and like all the stuff that could go wrong mm-hmm. and uh she lists several things that have actually happened to her and my favorite was one time a guy tried to pull the teeth out of my pull out my teeth we went on a couple of dates after that, but it got weird. <laughs> like, fell asleep in a movie theater. He started, his hand was in my mouth. We went on a couple times after that, but then it got weird. <laughs> but, but then it got weird. So I would love to know, like, all these characters that they establish in Pawnee over time, like, one of those people could have been this person that she went on a date with. Right. Like, one of the people even at a community forum. Or a town hall, like that get like the yelly guy. Like <laughs> what if it was him? So I love that. I love the world that that Pawnee is and how Leslie builds this these details of all the guys that she's went out with and how bad they were. So um yeah, and then also Leslie has topics for conversation, like that she wants to go over. Like, what if I don't talk about Darfur enough? So it's great. So what, many good things. When would you ever need to talk about Darfur? What if I what if uh, I talk about it too much? What if I don't talk about it enough? Is there is there a point where people should be talking about it? I don't know. Yeah, these are the questions for the ages. <sighs> questions for the ages. So, um, yeah. 
So anything else from there? Any, did you have a favorite scenario that Leslie endured in uh, her I, bad dates? Yeah, I thought the, the funniest to me was the most ridiculous one is that she rode in a sidecar that detached and went down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or just the fact that like, oh. like at first they're hypotheticals. Like, and Anne's like, these would never happen. She's like, no, they have. These have happened. So, and then she keeps going. It's great. Yeah. These have so, all happened to me. Yeah. We just think that she's being a little neurotic and all that. It's like, no, these have really happened. She has the worst date, worst luck with dates. So, right. And she also has some really intense breakups that we'll get to next season. Yes. Season three that, uh, yeah, are really, really funny. So, all right. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. Leslie's still on the show in season three. Uh-huh. I don't want to. I didn't. I I don't want to get the emails. I know no one's going to listen to the rest. Yeah, they're not going to listen to the rest of the podcast now. They're just going to skip the season three. Yeah. Um. All right. So it goes back to the office, and Tom brings his wife Wendy into work, and well, that's when uh, Anne suggests a practice date. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So this is yeah. Anne sets up this idea. We're going to go on a practice date and help you work through all of the possible bad things that could happen. Essentially, is what Anne's hoping for. Um, so uh, we meet Wendy. She comes into the office uh, with Tom because they're going to go celebrate. Um, Tom accuses uh, Donna of being a racist, right? Or what? Or and, I should say, hating black people, right? Donna is African American, but. She uh, contributed to David Duke's presidential campaign, and her reason was he said he would lower taxes. <laughs> so, um, so Tom is talking up about how hot his wife is, and um, it cuts to Ron, who's he's he's suspicious of their relationship, and uh, as he, he should says, be. Well, yeah. Um, but he has a 10 point scale for beauty. Uh, and Wendy is a 7.4 and Tom is a 3.8. Ooh. And so there's something off here. And I love, uh, the perfect 10 for Ron, um, is tennis, tennis star, Steffi Graf. It's the perfect 10. So, um, yeah, so he's starting to dig going to he's going to pursue that that thread here as he's trying to dig up more dirt on Tom. Like how are these two together? I think it's funny uh, that that two Toms barely make one Wendy. On the, <laughs> on the beauty scale. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the math implications well, of this. Ron, thank has. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, well Ron thinks through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like it, but he really does. He's got to do something while he's doing nothing. <laughs> right. Uh, so, cut again to the, the practice date, Anne and Leslie. And Anne is uh, just being terrible to Leslie on the date. How come? Oh, well, let me tell you why. Because she is trying to do immersion therapy, where put all of the bad possible things that could happen at one time into a situation as a way to help people overcome their fears. It's something she learned in nursing school. So I don't know. I don't, I, I, we're both married to nurses. My wife has never said that they learned that in nursing school. So I think Anne may be just be a really bad nurse. I don't know. I mean, this makes a lot more sense to me now, now that I've gone, like, I haven't watched this episode in a very long time. I've always wondered why Terry continues to like 
bring home tanks of snakes um <laughs> forces me to go up like on in really really high places like just just lean over the edge um you know did she put you up in a hot air balloon with a tank of snakes yeah well, yeah yes <laughs> in the while, dark <laughs> while in the dark while holding a hive of bees um <laughs> But, you know, I'm not really scared of anything anymore. I mean, the guy that was driving the balloon, of course, is a, a clown. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cured. I would think, this is neither here nor there, I would think that it would only make sense for hot air balloonists to be required to wear clown outfits. Because their vehicle itself is whimsical. It is. And most of them are like rainbow in color anyway. Like their hair. Yes. Right. I think Playing the baskets should just have giant clown feet. Like when you land, it oh, should look like you just goodness, yes. smashed a, a clown. Um, or the sandbags should be like clown shoes like that fall out. Yeah. yeah. Every and every time every time you go to pull a, the, the cord for a blast of the fire, it should just make like a squeaky horn sound. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. I'm on board. Who do we talk to? The, the big hot air balloon. I'm going to write a letter. Okay. Dear balloonists. Will you send it airmail? Yes. I will. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, where were we? Uh, oh, one, of, one of the... I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. One of my favorite jokes of p- potentially the series, top top 10, I think, is uh, Leslie gets so flustered that she goes, she's like, you, you need to excuse me. I need to go visit the Wiz Palace. Right. She's so flustered, she can't remember the name of it. And then she almost walks into the men's restroom and she cuts back across and says, the bathroom, it's called the bathroom. And then goes, <laughs> but yes. the Wiz Palace, it's, it's great. It's like, yeah. if, you, if you're not going to remember the name of something, that's still pretty good. Right. And it's accurate. And it, this is not a one-time thing where Leslie is going to call it that. It will come up again and again and again, yeah. where she will need to refer to the Wiz Palace. So, um, yeah, great, great point. I almost missed it. I wrote it down, but I'm glad you called it out. Um, all right. So then it comes back to the office and they're all, it seems like they're all working really late today. Um, if you know, unless you're already at dinner. Yeah. So Jerry sees Mark coming in is like, Hey Jerry, I see, I found out that you have an unpaid parking ticket to which Mark responds. Well, I heard that your adoptive mother has a marijuana possession charge. And uh, and Jerry's response is, I didn't know I was adopted. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. That was so good. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor Jerry. And this, yeah, is what he, like, this is what he gets for trying to play along. Like he said, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. And then he just does some Michael and Tom's response is like, it, like Mark feels so bad. And Tom's like, you know, don't feel too bad. He had to come and he baited you with that parking violation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So good. Um, yeah, that w- that is, I think my favorite part of the whole episode is I didn't know I was adopted. <laughs> so, um, so then, uh, Ron calls Tom into his office. Ron, uh, and how was he? They have nicknames for each other. I can't remember. Uh, Tom Mato Sauce and Ron Mato Sauce. Yes. Ron Tonimo Bay. Right. Yes. So 
Ron busts the news on Tom. He found out that Tom's marriage is a green card marriage. What? Yeah. To which Tom's response is like, no way, man. I was born in South Carolina. No, (laughs) Wendy was born in Canada. Man, what a great act of sleuthing on Tom on Ron's part. Yeah, it all make it all makes sense now. All the creepiness of Tom hitting on the other women. Yeah. Yeah. There was no real relationship there. He was just trying to help her stay in the country. Um, And so the hotness disparity makes sense now. It's all coming together. Um, But he uh, asks Ron, like, hey, please don't tell anybody you can't. This can't get out. Like, we'll get in serious trouble. And Ron's like, you're fine. I'm not going to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. So that's that cut back to Ann and Leslie going to the uh, after the date they're drinking and and uh, Leslie's getting pretty drunk um, and uh, what does she say drunk Leslie uh, she goes to Dave's house and uh, tells her like hey I'm pretty awesome and you're pretty you should be pretty excited to go on a date with me (laughs) And she's totally wasted at Dave's house. Um, and it's like, yeah, I need to come inside like, cause I am wasted. So he's like, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. She's like, uh, I think it is get out of the way. You make a better door than a guy, better door than a guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Tom is, uh, frustrated with Ron discovering the green card marriage. And so he goes to Mark to say, Hey, I need to find dirt on Ron. And and Mark is feeling terrible. He's like, this game is not good. What he did to Jerry, it's not good. Um, but he tells him to go to this bar in Eagleton. And there's a man there named Duke Silver. A man of mystery. A man of jazz. He must know something if he knows. He, he must be a mysterious character if he knows something about Ron. Yeah. So, um, So, Tom goes to... The, the bar in Eagleton to see what's going on there. And uh, at the bar, it is full of, I would say, older women. You could say and, that. And so he go, Tom goes up to the, uh, the bartender and says, I'm looking for a guy named Duke Silver. Like, well, he's going to be on stage in just a moment. And uh, who is Duke Silver? It's Ron Swanson. In a fedora. Which, in a fedora, playing saxophone, preparing a hot cup of jazz. I'm surprised that Tom even recognized them in the fedora. Typically in movies, like if you're wearing a hat or glasses, you, no one can no one can see you. You're practically yeah, invisible. It's, it's been a foolproof system for hundreds of years. Yeah. But Tom, Tom has been a detective for an afternoon. Mm-hmm. So he figured it out. Um yeah, so, uh, so Tom is shocked by this discovery, um, and he will uh, take a picture of of Ron as Duke and confront him after the show. And uh, you know, so this is a big secret that Ron is trying to keep quiet from his coworkers. He doesn't want anybody to know anything about him, but most of all, he doesn't want anybody to know that his alter ego is saxophone legend Duke Silver. Mm. And uh, and so they form a truce at that moment. Um, but we'll see how well this truce survives over the coming weeks because, well, we'll see. That's a forward <laughs> promo. 
I love that. I love that at the end of his concert, he's like, if you want to continue this, uh, my albums are available in the back. Smooth as silver, hi ho, Duke, and coming out later, memories of now. They're just <laughs> they're so cheesy. They're so bad. It's great. It's so that that jazzy kind of trying to be uh, introspective title. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. Everything about the Duke Silver lore is so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Duke Silver will be a recurring part of the show. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and let's see, cuts back to Leslie and Dave. Um, and Leslie is basically falling apart at Dave's house. But Dave is like a good dude he's not taking advantage of her he's like i need you just to be okay and it's like man dave what a good dude yeah if only the guy who played dave was actually this good a dude oh man it turns out he's not thinking the same thing yeah it's like man you're you're so good at pretending to be a good dude my favorite joke in that was when leslie turns to the camera and says i think the date's going great and like she's just narrating what's happening it's like i can yes. i'm here i can hear you it's so good. oh and oh man leslie is just so fun uh so then mark is working late again like and he sees dexart on the tv explaining more about what's going on so then he decides to go to ann's house and dexter all all his secrets yeah Yeah. but dexter's great because he's like and i just want to be clear i will not be resigning over this and everyone's right and they just feel like the people behind you like yeah that's okay that makes sense yeah that's about right yeah it's you know that's just what he does he's our dexart yeah uh, I, just, I love i love how much pawnee really mirrors the you know the trials and tribulations of the american people so yeah he's uh he's the worst <laughs> right he, he is. is there anything worse than congressman dexart uh, it can't possibly be I, I don't i don't think so i mean yeah the stories the things he's made up outrageous outrageous Art could not possibly imitate life. No, I, I like how, though, at this point, we we gave Mark a lot of bad, you know, bad times uh, early on about how terrible he was. And I, I really do think throughout these first two seasons, like they tried to, they did try to change him because he's feeling bad. He wants to go. And so he shows up at Anne's door to confess all these random things just so they don't she doesn't hear it from anybody else. And, you know, like when he left the bar with the two girls with Tom earlier on. So, I, you know, uh, I'm not saying he was the greatest character, but they were trying to change him for the better. So, you know, what do, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, he, he was a project. Yeah. As a person. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he can really be redeemed. As far as his character goes, like he's just not that good a person. Like he's kind of he's just selfish, but he's trying and eh, he's trying. Yeah, I don't know. With more time, mm-hmm. could they have pulled it off? Maybe did. I'm, am I glad they didn't try? Yes. <laughs> well, especially with what we got in replacement, which we'll we'll get. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it was I such think, a I think, road. I think that's I think that's the hard part. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, that's way so, better. Anyway. OK. Yeah. Right. It's like I could go to um, go to Roundtable Pizza, which mm-hmm. I like. Right. It's good. Do those exist anymore? 
There's one by my house. Oh. Um, over by the park and ride. <laughs> so yeah, they're Perfect. great. Um, grab a slice before you ride. Exactly. Exactly. Really grease up those buses. Um, but I like round table pizza, but if I, uh, if like halfway through like the decision to go to round table, somebody says, let's go to Pagliacci instead. Well, they're both pizza, but one is way better. Right. And Papa be, John's. Yes. <laughs> oh my word. Papa John's. We had Papa John's just a couple weeks ago and we forgot like how it actually, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And, uh, also Domino's pizza. It's, it's way better than it used to be. And I'm happy about that. A hundred percent. So, and it's cheap. That's probably the best part about Domino's pizza. Like five, five ninety nine carry out. Right. The price is so low and the quality is so high. And you look, think maybe little Caesars competition, not even close. Domino's is way better than Little Caesars. I said it. Yeah, get your seven ninety nine carry out today for any three topping large. Yeah. So anyway, again, not sponsored. No, this uh, episode has not been brought to you by anybody. Purple, Harry's, Dollar Shave Club, Little Caesars, not Little Caesars, Little Caesars, <laughs> their rap group, and and or Domino's. So now I, now I just see somebody like a commercial where someone's sitting on their mattress shaving their face while eating a piece of pizza. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for that visual. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> All right. Are, is there more of the show to talk about? <laughs> I don't think you even need to use shaving cream if you get enough grease. Like it just it's it's a smooth That's shave. So gross. Oh. That is disgusting. I'm um, scrolling through my notes and. Uh, Officer Dave shows up. He co- he comes in. Yeah, he says like it is a he's really looking forward to their second date. Oh, an even he better just, guy. Yeah, he just blew all that first date worry right out of the water. He said, I'm looking forward to our second date. And look at that guy. Look at Officer Dave. He's a smart a nice one. guy. Yeah, he is. A, yeah. I hope they work and out. Will they? Won't they? Tune in. Tune in. Um, so, and then Dexart closes out again. More just craziness of his whole, his whole life. And then April, <laughs> who's been quiet most of this episode. The end of this, this show. She's like, I'm really upset that people haven't found any dirt on me. And I drove a riding lawnmower through a Nordstrom Hello, it's on the internet. I put it there. And that's the end of this episode. So. Oh, no, no, one last. What? There's more? Tom walks by and says, Jerry, plastic surgery. Oh, right. Jerry goes, I got hit by a fire engine. And April goes, you're so lucky. And Jerry says, how? That's the end. Yes. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. So good. Uh, Yeah, this was a great episode. It was. It's and set, uh, set up some great, great things for the future. Yeah, we really get, did get to see more of the the Jerryness. How everything just goes wrong for Jerry. This was one. Of the, this is probably the one I felt. Trying to think back, the the worst I felt for Jerry because outside of the parking ticket, when he tried to, a lot of the stuff he, he he doesn't deserve. Like like he just this one seemed really really, I don't know, really harsh to Jerry. In this one yeah. episode. So I, I feel like they do things later to make him a little more buffoony or, you know, he kind of did it to himself in a way. 
um, like, oh, Jerry, you you did this thing versus it, it, right now it just feels like everyone's just being very mean to him, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's my take. Yeah, it's, well, it's a hot it's a hot one. Well, you know, it's not a cold take, but no. it's not like scorching. But it's a good, it's an important point, Jerry. Uh, he's uh, the butt of all the jokes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a cube butt. Um, so. Do you, you, you watch the Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah. Most, most all of it. Yeah. Um, on the Netflix menu for parks and rec, do you have Apple TV? Uh, yes, but I don't know like Apple plus or an Apple TV device, Apple TV device. I do, but that's not where I watch it on. Okay. The, cause the Netflix app for the Apple TV device, it has a autoplay thing when you land on a show or movie or something sometimes it's the trailer sometimes it's just a clip uh on netflix it always lands on this conference room scene where they say jerry has a cube a butt cube a butt cube butt (laughs) and uh yeah it's not even that funny it's like that's what you land on that's what you've chosen to use as your promotion netflix for this show so maybe maybe it's genius (laughs) maybe they're saying it can only go up from there like the I don't think that's how marketing works. Oh, it's not. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not a marketer, but pretty sure. Maybe that's why I've been failing. Show everyone the lowest possible bar and then everything else just exceeds that. Is yeah, that like the whole under, pro, under promise over deliver? Oh, right. Yeah. But you actually have to uh, make the promise something that people want. Oh, that's, that's so, why I've been failing all these years. Yeah. You I'm don't want, have this moment. You, you don't want bratwurst cereal. My bad. That was a terrible idea. Well, slow down. Slow down. Tell me more about this bratwurst cereal. Well, it's cereal that's made of bratwurst. Is it dried? Could be. It depends upon how much milk you add. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds terrible. Okay. Uh, All right. Did you find any trivia or anything for this episode that that people should know about um, season season two, episode four? I didn't. I didn't. But I didn't look either. Oh, well, okay. Good. That worked out great. How about you? Did you, did you find anything interesting? Um, just that this was the first time we hear about Wiz Palace, and it won't be the last time. It'll be an ongoing part of the show. And uh, Perd Happily is going to be in 32 appearances over nice. this season. So I'm really looking forward to more of Perd. Um, and so... Yeah, that's uh, that's really it. And then Duke Silver, of course. Of course. So, yeah. So favorite oh. favorite joke was the Tom. Yours was the Tom one. The Tom one. Tom, where where uh, Jerry's Jerry got told that his his mom was adopted, oh, or he that was, was adopted. Mark. Mark. That was Mark telling Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I think that was my favorite interaction with Jerry. I didn't know I was adopted. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. So. Cool. What was yours? I stand by Wiz Palace. Wiz Palace. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. I, I think that's a great place to end then. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I stand by Wiz Palace. Yeah. <laughs> like a man, like a a man a, at Buckingham Palace. A man has to have a code. Exactly. If we've learned anything from anything. So, okay. Cool. Well, good, man. I am looking forward. Next week uh, is going to be another great episode. Um, I was looking ahead. And, uh, it was, uh, oh, now my internet is being slow. 
because I was going to look up the list so people could get ready. Episode five of season two, we're looking at the scrolling Sister City. Oh, yes. I mean, this we we need to probably like really prepare for this episode. Uh, I'm I'm going to plan on watching it a couple of times. We should do so that. I can bring all of my my a game to this recording. Let's do let's do a maybe maybe a two part podcast. I, I think there's room <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> oh, yes. Today on a very special Parks and Conversation, part one of a conversation about a season two, episode five episode of Parks and Recreation. And then we play the dun 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 music. It's going to be great. I'm in. All right, cool. Well, then, um, yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us through uh, our conversation here. And Jeremy, I will uh, talk to you later. And yeah, have a great weekend, man. Sounds good. You too. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.